Welcome to episode 246 of the Truth Quest podcast, the truth about the successful coup d'etat. Another day, another conspiracy theory debunked. Special Counsel John Durham has concluded his inquiry into the federal government's corruption, lies to secret courts, the weaponization of the U.S. intelligence apparatus, the FBI's attempt to take down a sitting president, with a meticulously detailed 300-plus page report entitled, Report on Matters Related to Intelligence Activities and Investigations Arising Out of the 2016 Presidential Campaign. Ooh, that's a mouthful. As you may recall, Durham was appointed by then-Attorney General William Barr, or Bill Barr, in October of 2020 to review the 2016-2017 FBI investigation of alleged ties between former President Donald Trump and Russia, codenamed Crossfire Hurricane. Specifically, the appointments order stated Durham was authorized to investigate the intelligence and law enforcement, quote, directed at the 2016 presidential campaigns, individuals associated with those campaigns, and individuals associated with the administration of President Donald J. Trump, including but not limited to Crossfire Hurricane and the investigation of special counsel Robert S. Mueller III. Make no mistake, this was a U.S. government-sanctioned hit job, or operation, to conduct a full-throated surveillance of a U.S. presidential candidate and then remove that candidate from office of the presidency after his victory in 2016. It was a successful coup d'etat. Just like with the Pfizer documents, the topic of episode 238, very little of what I read in those 300 pages was surprising. I'm not tooting my own horn here. I can only tell you that the news sources in which I frequent reported on virtually every finding in Durham's report. Please note, if what you hear in this episode is stuff that you're hearing for the first time or you find yourself saying, I thought all that stuff was disinformation and lies by that blowhard Trump and his radical right-wing MAGA supporters. If that's you, please, I implore you to diversify your sources of news. If you frequent the Alphabet Soup conspiracy media, they either lie to you, gaslight you, and or they refuse to cover any stories that might hurt their team. They are not reporting the news to you. They are pushing an agenda via selective reporting. They are not telling you the story. They are telling you a story that fits their preferred narrative. You are in an abusive relationship with your news sources and your national political leaders, both of whom lie and gaslight you constantly. Back to the report. It has been described as a full uncovering of just how politically corrupt the DOJ, FBI, and larger intelligence community were or are as it relates to the 2016 election. Someone else observed, quote, the full weight of the government was weaponized against Donald Trump. Others go on to explain, quote, the Obama FBI and DOJ justified full physical and electronic surveillance of their political opposition through false justifications manufactured by the FBI. As Durham notes, quote, our findings and conclusions regarding these and related questions are sobering. This incident is 100 times worse than Watergate, and still half the population, those who listen to and watch the Alphabet Soup conspiracy media, have no idea. These are the useful, ignorant sheeple that the doomsday cult, formerly known as the Democratic Party, preys on. After reading through the report, you will come to the conclusion that our federal bureaucracy and government is full of criminals. Former 
FBI Director James Comey is a criminal. Former Deputy FBI Director Andrew McCabe is a criminal. So is former Special Agent Peter Strzok. Current Senate Intelligence Committee Chairman Senator Mark Warner is a criminal. Congressman Adam Schiff is a criminal. And they will all go unpunished. These people are not constrained by the Constitution, which contains a very important clause called the Fourth Amendment, which basically explains probable cause. In other words, the Constitution forbids the practice of investigating a person looking for a crime, which is exactly what the Durham investigation proved out. They investigated Trump looking for a crime. And you know what is sad? The persecution of Trump continues to this very day. Mark my words, Trump will run for office for the 2024 presidency as a convicted felon. It's only a matter of time before one of those corrupt district attorneys in a blue city like New York City or Atlanta or D.C. gets a jury full of Democrats to convict him of whatever bullshit crime they charge him with. Here are some key findings from the Durham report. The top line of the Durham report is incredibly simple. There was zero evidentiary basis for the FBI to pursue what would become known as Crossfire Hurricane. Zero. There was no hook, no justification, and no excuse for continuing to hound Trump through not only his 2016 candidacy, but years into his presidency as well. Durham wrote, quote, Neither U.S. law enforcement nor the intelligence community appears to have possessed any actual evidence of collusion in their holdings at the commencement of Crossfire Hurricane investigation. His report continues, the FBI discounted or willfully ignored material information that did not support the narrative of a collusive relationship between Trump and Russia. Crossfire Hurricane, quote, was opened as a full investigation without the FBI ever having spoken to the persons who provided that information. Days after it was opened, Peter Strzok was telling a London FBI employee that, quote, there's nothing to this. Internal FBI communications discussing Crossfire Hurricane during its early stages described it as thin and it sucks. The FBI did nothing to vet or investigate the Clinton plan, even though they were using parts of the Clinton plan, which is the, the Steele dossier, the Steele reports, to investigate the Trump campaign. Durham writes, no FBI personnel who were interviewed by the office recalled Crossfire Hurricane personnel taking any action to vet the Clinton plan intelligence. Durham contended that had the FBI followed its own procedures, the Bureau would have learned that their own experienced Russia analysts had no information about Trump being involved with Russian leadership officials, nor were others in sensitive positions at the CIA, the NSA, and the Department of State aware of any such evidence concerning the subject. There was no evidence. The only evidence that the FBI did have was Russian intelligence stating that Hillary and her campaign made the whole thing up and the Russians were pissed. The CIA had direct knowledge of the Clinton plan to vilify Trump by linking him to Putin and Russia. On August 3, 2016, CIA Director John Brennan met with President Obama, Vice President Biden, and other senior administration officials, including but not limited to Attorney General Loretta Lynch and FBI Director James Comey. At that meeting, Brennan informed all of these jackasses about the Clinton plan to vilify Trump by stirring up a scandal claiming interference by Russia security services. In other words, everyone knew it was a lie, and they still pushed it. 
Do you know how many times Brennan appeared in interviews and lied about Trump-Russia collusion since 2016? It's got to be two or three dozen. The second key finding from Durham's report was the FBI committed perjury on multiple occasions by lying to the FISA court. Side note, who oversees the FISA court? That would be Supreme Court Chief Justice John Roberts. You know, the George W. Bush appointee? The same guy who didn't do shit about the Dobbs opinion leak that almost got three of his colleagues killed? And the biggest takeaway from the Durham report is the fact that he does not suggest that anyone should be prosecuted for the numerous crimes documented in the report. This is reminiscent of what then-FBI Director James Comey Remember his famous press conference prior to the 2016 election where he outlined all the crimes committed by Hillary Clinton in regards to her illegal email server, whereby she was selling state secrets to foreign adversaries who paid top dollar to the Clinton Foundation? He concluded that press conference with something along the lines of, no reasonable prosecutor would pursue a criminal indictment. Really? You just outlined 14 crimes, but none of them should be punishable by an indictment? Of course not, silly. Because there is a dual justice system in America, one for well-connected Democrats and one for everyone else. So we have the prosecution of a political foe with no evidence, multiple counts of perjury, and no one needs to go to jail, be fired, impeached, or punished in any manner. Interesting. Other noteworthy findings from the Durham report include former intel officials and politicians with access to classified information promoted the narrative despite knowing there was no evidence. Offender number one, of course, was CIA Director John Brennan, as I just mentioned. Here's one of Brennan's famous quotes. I encountered and am aware of information and intelligence that revealed contacts and and interaction between Russian officials and U.S. persons involved in the Trump campaign. That's what he told the House Intelligence Committee in 2017. This is the same sack of shit who just admitted in closed-door congressional testimony last week that the whole... 51 former intelligence officials who signed a letter saying Hunter Biden's laptop had all the hallmarks of Russia disinformation was bullshit. He actually admitted that in congressional testimony last week. So back to the Durham report. So we have the FBI and the CIA and everyone else in D.C. knew that the story was fake and they still pushed the narrative. Guess who else knows that? Obama, Biden, Bill Barr, Mitch McConnell, Kevin McCarthy, Nancy Pelosi, Trey Gowdy, Adam Schiff, and Eric Swalwell. They're among dozens of other partisan hacks and Trump-hating shit-talkers who pushed this shit for years. They knew it was a fabrication created by the Hillary campaign, and they still pushed it. Adam Shifty Schiff went on CNN virtually every day lying to the American people. By the way, do you remember the Clinton Foundation? You know, the one that took millions of foreign donations when everyone thought Hillary was going to become president? only to see donations plummet by 90% after she lost? Well, the FBI had three concurrent investigations into the Clinton Foundation, which were conveniently shut down in February of 2016 by FBI Director Andrew McCabe. Durham also documents two investigations into Hillary Clinton. One involved the Clinton Foundation, which I just mentioned, and one involved illegal foreign contributions to the Clinton campaign. At one point, a foreign government was looking to contribute to Clinton's campaign in exchange for protection of that country's interests should Clinton become president. That's in Durham's report. The FBI and DOJ restricted all of those Clinton investigations, making sure that, quote, essentially no investigative activities occurred for months leading up to the election. 
In comparison, the FBI opened a full investigation into the Trump campaign based on unvetted intelligence. So they're basically just running the dual justice system here. They want Hillary to win, and so they're going to ignore her illegalities and make up shit about Trump, and they're going to turn his life upside down. That's, that's how we roll in the United States right now. Well, I guess it turns out there's more than one crime family in D.C., Biden crime family and the Clinton crime family. Durham's report also shows that U.S. foreign allies refused to aid in the effort. Specifically noted in the report, United Kingdom intelligence service officials were unwilling to aid in the investigation, contending that it was devoid of predicating evidence. No shit. Durham questioned how the FBI could reconcile giving defensive briefings to the Clinton campaign while denying the same briefings to the Trump campaign. Noting, the speed and manner in which the FBI opened and investigated Crossfire Hurricane during the presidential election season, based on raw, unanalyzed, and uncorroborated intelligence, also reflected a noticeable departure from how it approached prior matters involving possible attempted foreign election interference plans aimed at the Clinton campaign. The report shreds the FBI and the Justice Department for abandoning standards and ignoring the lack of evidence to launch and prolong the investigation. The report notes that the treatment of the unsubstantiated allegations in the Steele dossier funded by the Clinton campaign was, quote, marketably different from the government's level of interest in Clinton's campaign when it faced such allegations. Before handing over their materials to law enforcement, Fusion GPS and Clinton campaign lawyer Michael Sussman approached a media outlet to secure coverage of the materials. Durham writes, prior to providing the unfounded Alpha Bank claims to the FBI, Sussman and Fusion GPS had provided the same information to various news organizations and were pressing reporters to write articles about the alleged secret communication channel. Moreover, during September 2016 meeting at the FBI, Sussman told Baker that an unnamed news outlet was in possession of an information and would soon publish a story about it. So they basically gave the press the information, and then claimed, oh, there's news out there. The Durham Report cites articles by the New York Times, Slate, and Mother Jones regarding the Trump-Russia collusion narrative for the inaccurate information they published. In other words, they were spreading myths and disinformation. Remember that stuff that the doomsday cult, formerly known as the Democratic Party, is constantly complaining about? But see, it doesn't matter if Democrats and their functionaries are doing the disinforming. That's okay. What Durham doesn't explain in the report is the media coverage of the lie was part of the plan. Get the lie out there and let the alphabet soup conspiracy media run with it for four straight years on a loop. Convince their intellectually lazy sheeple that Trump is the devil, a Russian asset, and have the media carry the water. Meanwhile, the Biden crime family does business in Russia and China and not a peep from any of these assholes. So what was Durham's conclusions? Well, not much. He recommends no one be prosecuted, and he recommends no new policies for the DOJ or the FBI. Just follow the existing one. Quote, this report does not recommend any wholesale changes in the guidelines and policies that the department and the FBI now have in place to ensure proper conduct and accountability in how counterintelligence activities are carried out. The answer is not the creation of new rules, but a renewed fidelity to the old. I mean, why make wholesale changes to an unconstitutional federal agency that spits on the Constitution? 
It's not like since the Russia collusion lie and hoax, the FBI has been breaking the law by acting as the belly button of censorship on social media, as proven by the Twitter files, the subject of episode 228 and 234. And it's not like the FBI has investigated and arrested people who just so happened to be in Washington, D.C. on January 6, 2021, or infiltrated the Proud Boys, or participated in the January 6 incident, or harassed concerned parents at school board meetings, or investigated the Catholic Church. I mean, the agency is in complete control of itself and needs no reform, and no one needs to be prosecuted for felonies and perjury, according to Durham. Durham went on to conclude that an objective and honest assessment of these strands of information should have caused the FBI to question not only the predication for Crossfire Hurricane, but also to reflect on whether the FBI was being manipulated for political or other purposes. Yeah, okay, unfortunately that didn't happen. He goes on, rather the FBI engaged in a lack of analytical rigor, apparent confirmation bias, and an overwillingness to rely on information from individuals connected to political opponents. In other words, whatever's convenient and whatever fits the narrative. All in all, the Durham report paints a picture of a highly unprofessional FBI that apparently greenlights investigations based on agents' political agendas and on politically convenient rumors. Senator Mike Lee assessed the situation this way. The least one can say of it, he's referring to the investigation into Trump, is that it involved a malicious use of federal law enforcement officers to conduct a contrived investigation utterly lacking any valid factual foundation from the very beginning. That is in itself incredibly troubling and also unconstitutional. He goes on, but this was so much worse than that. It was an effort to use a powerful, long-respected federal law enforcement agency to render a presidential candidate unelectable, entirely in the absence of any valid good-faith basis for doing such. And he finishes with, When federal law enforcement agencies can undertake such a brazen effort to frame someone they don't like, to throw the outcome of an election, and then remain largely protected for seven years thereafter, Popular sovereignty in America is under serious attack. The lawless National Democrats and the deep state always tell you what they did after the fact, after they've had the truth censored, because they want you to know what they are capable of. They want you to know that if you oppose them, you will be pursued, hounded. You will have your character assassinated. And as an FBI whistleblower stated in congressional testimony just last week, quote, the FBI will wreck you if you cross them, end quote. Alan Dershowitz observed this whole situation this way, quote, I think it reveals that Americans are right to distrust the government, even civil servants in the government. This case demonstrates that people are prepared to distort the Constitution to get their way, get their partisan political way. Dershowitz, the author of the book Get Trump, argues that Trump's political enemies have waged an unconstitutional campaign to prevent Trump from retaking the presidency and in the process challenging the foundational American principles such as due process and free speech. Quote, I think it was who he was, what kind of an outsider he was. He was a disruptive outsider who had no respect for the Washington, D.C. permanent government, end quote. The bottom line is none of this matters because the damage was done to Trump and to the country and no one will pay a price for the criminality. Former FBI Director James Comey and the rest of his underlings got what they wanted 
the Robert Mueller Special Counsel. That was always the end goal, to ensure that Trump, even after he was elected, became obvious no evidence of collusion existed, would be hobbled by an intrusive, headline-producing special counsel, who, by the way, subpoenaed a million documents from Trump and his people. In the end, the FBI succeeded in its quest. Mueller spent two years investigating the then-president, only to find nothing improper. Meanwhile, congressional members like Adam Schiff lived on TV promoting the idea that they had indisputable evidence that collusion existed. This was always about electoral interference. That was the goal from the word go, to diminish the Trump administration to the point that winning re-election in 2020 would be nearly impossible. But even then, Trump was so popular after all the character assassination that these criminals had to commit more crimes in order to ensure he didn't win the election. They had to perpetrate the largest voter fraud scheme in American history in a handful of Democrat-controlled cities in battleground states. And that's the truth about the successful coup d'etat. Please subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform and share episodes with your friends.